three, two, one. What's up, Jami Bay? <laughs> hey, how's it going, man? Dude, it's been a long, long time. Yeah, I think, well, it's so weird because I feel like dental school, like in between, so I was in Chicago 2012 to 13, mm-hmm. then 2013 I started dental school, and that just is like this blackout period, and then into LA was like, okay, I started my life again. <laughs> so it's like, it's been like four years since we've hung out, but for me it's like, oh yeah, it's been like, there's like this, this four years of time that just it's, feels like it's a year. It's been longer yeah. than four years. Cause that, that's the thing that I was thinking about. Like 2012 is when we were doing all the greenhouse stuff. Yeah. That's seven years ago. Yeah. Damn dude. <laughs> right? I, yeah. Like, so, I, it's 2017 in my head. Right, apparently. right. Okay. Yeah. No, because the thing is I felt the same way too. I'm just yeah. like, it hasn't been that long. Yeah. But the more I thought about it, I was just like, cause I don't think, I, I feel like it was all 2012 that we were. Yeah. Yeah. And, stuff. and then 2013 is when we actually had the greenhouse festival. Yeah. I think it was June of 2013. That's that's six years ago. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, that, like, I think that's the thing, especially about being, like, social media and stuff. It's like, all right, you, like, can talk to people a little bit. Like, people, like, trickle into your lives. We, like, texted, I feel like, once every few months. Yeah. yeah. In that group chat. There there would always be something coming up, usually food-related. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) would come up. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, man, it's just... uh, Instagram too, I feel like. Yeah, and it just Instagram makes you feel like okay, yeah, we we're in touch. Like you kind of know what's going on with your friends and whatever. Mm-hmm. But so let's. Uh, so you got a new EP out, yeah, which is, which is what I, yeah. I, I definitely want to talk about. But um, I guess for folks who don't know much about you, yeah. maybe much about like us and the uh, how long, well we were talking about how long we've known each other. Yeah. So you were in Chicago. Yeah. Twenty twelve to twenty thirteen. And now you're in LA, but I know for a time you were in Michigan. Yeah, you were in New York. Yeah, um, yeah. And and now you're here. So I don't know if you want to get into that, or yeah, if you want to sure. talk about like just music in general and how that's how it's kind of changed for you as you've gone along. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think we can hit both with it. So basically, like, uh, I've been making music since I was like twelve or thirteen. I think was like the first bands I was in, and like kind of the first time I was writing songs like I grew up I'm you know I'm Indian so my parents were super into Bollywood and like that was like all we did on car rides we took a lot of car rides when I was younger like we never flew anywhere we drove (laughs) to Florida like once a year for Disneyland like Mm -hmm. so those are like 72 hour car rides where you just listen to Bollywood music and uh, my parents both sing and stuff so it was just it was definitely a huge part of me growing up and it was it was the main way that I uh, interacted with any sort of Desi culture, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, as I, so I did a lot of like indie rock stuff and all throughout like middle school and high school. And um, when I got to college, I kind of tried to like leave it all behind. Like, I think I just felt, you know, pressure to take school a little bit more seriously yeah. and like okay i have to like be a doctor now like that's what but I you were do. still singing in college yeah you know there, there's like random people that i'll i'll come across who are loyola alum yeah and i'll mention your name especially after i said like hey sure. i'm moving to la and literally one of the only people that i know is johnny, <laughs> johnny Bang. like johnny Bang, what's yeah. oh he's doing it. and so like there's a lot of people still remember you from the music scene nice. or from doing music yeah. while you were at loyola yeah, I mean, I think especially as, like, a brown kid, like, Muslim kid, like, in those circles, it's so weird to do it, you oh, know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so basically when I got to college, I didn't bring my guitars. And I thought that, like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to leave it and I'm not going to focus on music at all. I'm just going to focus on my classes and stuff. 
but I had GarageBand on my computer and I would just like have these ideas and like I would make like acapella arrangements of stuff. And then I was like, okay, like I have to, like I'm going to have these ideas. They have to come out of me somehow. Mm-hmm. So I'll just bring a guitar back. So I, I when I went home for Thanksgiving, I brought my, a couple of my guitars back and I would just like, that's when I started writing, you know, my own music that was more like singer songwritery yeah. type stuff. And then, so that's what I was doing when we met uh, with Omar Zuffer and Awesome Chaudhary. And, Shout uh, out to Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, Omar Zuffer connected us mm-hmm. uh, when I, so I went to Loyola for two years, then University of Michigan, Dearborn for two years, then I came back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. When I came back to Chicago after I graduated, that's when Mazafra kind of connected all all three of us, yeah, and started this like kind of greenhouse thing, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> and greenhouse greenhouse was fun. I mean, we did a couple shows around the Midwest, actually, right? Yeah, we did something in Michigan. We did a couple shows in Chicago. Yeah, um, we can claim the Midwest because of that one show in Michigan. But, so yeah. <laughs> we can say we can say like, no, we're all over you know, the for, Midwest. For yeah. a while back, then on my bio, I was putting like, yeah, yeah I toured the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> just purely because of it's, that, it's that not one a lot. show, yeah. that one show in Michigan. Yeah, that yeah. road which trip, is, which that, was a dope show. That was yeah. a fun road trip. Yeah, I yeah, know, I, yeah. Um, yeah. I was did, there before you guys, so I missed it. Oh, you yeah. did. You, you weren't on the road trip with no, us. No, right? did wasn't. you come back with us? No. Oh, I took man. the bus okay. back. Yeah, yeah. That was a it was a fun time. I mean, and that was like yeah. a hometown show for you, which yeah. is really cool too. Yeah, that was uh, it was so weird. Everything was was you know totally different phase of life, but I think. um that whole experience so that that actually kind of shaped maybe a little bit of what i'm doing now because Mm -hmm. like the whole thing with the greenhouse was like so just to explain like i guess what it was a little bit sure yeah for people who aren't familiar with it yeah so what we did was so mazafar is like a scholar of islam and and uh you know religion and so we kind of had this format where we would meet and like kind of talk about religion and then like playing music and kind of because he has a degree in film he like writes uh Muzaffar has a degree in film and he writes uh film reviews for roger ebert's website and was like close to roger ebert so he had this like art background whereas like a lot of like artistic muslim kids don't have like a place to go mm-hmm. and the greenhouse was kind of supposed to be this first steps toward that and i think uh we we were like the three kids who did music at the time so that was like that that's uh why he connected us and uh we basically like backed each other up so like we would play your songs and i I think i played bass on your stuff and then awesome would play drums and we just kind of rotate we all all just kind of rotated with what we could do i couldn't play drums (laughs) still can't so yeah Um, i i tried i put in my my effort but um yeah (laughs) we uh and then I moved. And then, uh, yeah. Then you moved and you killed it, man. <laughs> yeah, I did. We I did blame myself a little bit. We yeah. literally fell apart because you were gone. Um, yeah. But it was it was fun for me because that was like one of the first times that uh, I had felt like a sense of community yeah. around like the artist side of things. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it's, I, I, when I say community, uh, community in the sense of like, People who had a similar upbringing, uh, same way of life, same religion, obviously. Yeah. So uh, there were a lot of really cool aspects to that. And I felt like I was able to grow a lot. Um, maybe not necessarily in a professional standpoint, but definitely in a personal standpoint. Yeah. Just because of of like the lessons that we were learning and kind of just even if we were just kicking it, right? Yeah. Um, it was just, it was, 
I felt like it was a good environment and a place where uh, you could let creativity roam uh, in a way that was comfortable, that it may not be comfortable in all settings. You know what I yeah. mean? So uh, I think just the fact that we had a lot of shared background uh, made it easier for us. So that was that was a, a really fun period of time in my life and as an artist. So Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think about that, like, that show we played at the end where it was like, uh, what did we, we watched the the movie there was a film yeah yeah well, that was actually cool because we did like a little film festival yeah. combined with a concert yeah so there was it was like a full day affair which is cool. yeah and so i think that was like oh and people came out to it and people mm-hmm. engaged and that was cool to see um and I, I don't i don't know i think as you know a creative muslim who's gonna sing about like i think there's definitely like a daisy like trope of who makes music like that's very like clubby and like you know it's definitely one thing that neither of us are really that we don't really like fit into and so it was cool to just be you know on stage with an acoustic guitar or like guitars and and a full band set up and just feel like okay yeah there are like people from our community who uh could appreciate it and um yeah i i think that kind of opened the the door for me. Like then, then when I started dental school, when I moved to Ann Arbor um, and I was writing like a lot of same thing, just like kind of more singer songwritery, like acoustic stuff. I tried, I feel like I was writing more about religion, more about like kind of maybe um, like existential crisis type of <laughs> stuff because like yeah. the greenhouse, I think made me think more about like, okay, what, what, what do I want to write? Like what, you know, what about my identity or who I am mm-hmm. is important enough to write about. And I think that that's kind of what led me to make the kind of stuff that I'm making now in terms of just like going to dental school, like all throughout college and, uh, even in high school, like I had at least like a Muslim or Brown, like support group of some sort, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, but like I was friends with like, you know, everybody, but cause I did art stuff. Like there weren't, I was like the only Brown kid the only like Muslim kid in choir in the morning, you know what I mean? And like in plays and stuff. Yeah. But, um, like me and my brother, but like, other than that, it was like, yeah, I kind of had these two separate worlds and they never like really converged. Then as like you get older and like alcohol becomes more a part of like your non-Muslim friends culture and stuff. And I'm not like, if you're not like super comfortable around it, like there's going to be distance that grows, you know? Mm-hmm. And so in college it was just like, yeah, you, I just hung out with a bunch of like Muslim brown kids. And then when I got to dental school, it was like, oh, there wasn't really that click. And it was the first time I really felt like, oh, snap, like, I'm a minority. Like, <laughs> I am hardcore a minority. You're a minority within a minority. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I think it was just this weird kind of recognition I had. And I had always been into, like, you know, like, Lauren Hill and D'Angelo, like, all mm-hmm. that, like, R&B, like, I guess, like, really, like, yeah, more like acoustically driven R&B and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I never really like challenged myself to do it. And mm-hmm. I think so it was that it was this kind of like cultural crisis in addition to, um, you know, 
just getting bored on stage, to be honest. Like, yeah. I feel like the vocal lines I was writing weren't like super challenging. And like, I was just kind of like, I would, my mind would just be wandering while I was playing a song rather than focusing on like what I was doing. And I think that obviously wasn't like a good thing. And I'd like kind of lost the, the, the passion for like performing because of that. And then, so I just tried to start writing more challenging things and like playing around with like, I guess like learning how to play like Amy Winehouse songs and Lauryn Hill yeah. songs and, you know, playing with different chord structures and like, and kind of like, I mean, for lack of a better term, like appreciating like black music. And I think mm-hmm. like, that's something that I think a lot about. Um, and I think we might've talked about this before, but it's like, as far as like Muslims, like changing the way that the rest of America views us, it's like the, like, black people set up a template, you know what I mean? Like they've been through it before they've been through having to change that. And they're kind of like still kind of going through it. Yeah. uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like they are steps ahead of us. They have like more of a place in this country. Like obviously they've been here longer, Mm -hmm. but like we, I feel like there's like a model and like we could learn from them. You know what I mean? If you know, brown people weren't super racist, we can learn from them, (laughs) you know? Uh, And, and really kind of like, And I think I have, like, kind of a respect or, like, a, you know, it's like I would rather, I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this where I don't sound stupid, but, like. Take your time, then. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) It's being recorded. I know. Um, I guess it was just, like, growing an appreciation for, like, the complexity of, like, r&b and stuff musically like miguel was like a huge thing so i went to a miguel concert and he just like it was smaller but he just like tore it up yeah. you know and he was like you know all over the stage and i was like so engaged Dude, sometimes was, those, those smaller like more intimate concerts yeah. i find like extremely inspirational just, yeah because like there's a, the vibe there is just completely different yeah like it wasn't you know it wasn't like um, I'm forgetting where it was at Royal Oak Music Theater for anybody you know who knows what that is. So it wasn't where, like where is tiny that? in Michigan. Michigan, okay. It wasn't like tiny, but it wasn't a stadium. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, and I was like, damn, like this is what I want to do. This is like how I want to perform. This is what I want to, you know, this is the energy that I want to bring. And I was just comparing it to the last like indie rock show I went to where it was, like, some guy on stage who looked like he hated it, his life and, like, didn't want to be there. I, like, I've seen, a, like, professional bands. Yeah. Like, bands that are signed where yeah. I just feel like they're just, they're just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they're just, like, mailing Blase. it in, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like oh, we got to be here, so let's yeah. just do it. I'm just like, man, I, I would hope that I would never hit that level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or hit, or hit that kind of, like, thing. And I think it was, it was... Like, it's almost obnoxious, you know what I mean, to yeah, that yeah. point. So it's, like, this realization that, like, and I don't know, like, I'm not trying to racialize this if it doesn't need to be racialized. Sure. I'm just talking about, like, my kind of thought process of getting to where I am. So it was, like, first thing, it was it was more fun to sing. It was more fun to perform in, like, a way that was, like, influenced by R&B. And, like, I felt like I could get in, sink my teeth into, like, a little bit better. And it was engaging. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't just making music to make music because I thought I had to. It was, like, I was having fun doing it again. And it was challenging. Like, plainly, like, musically, it's it's a little bit more challenging. It's a little bit more interesting. Like, if you look at, like, D'Angelo, like, 
chords you're just like what the hell is going on but it like pushes you to like okay get better Mm -hmm. and um and yeah so it was a combination of that like this kind of cultural crisis i was like identity crisis i was going through where i had to like you know i just felt weird being in whoops being in in school with like and dentistry as a profession I'm a dentist, by the way. I understand that that could be confusing for anyone who didn't know that. Um, but dentistry as a profession, like, lends itself to a lot of, like, conservatives, which is like, okay, if you're conservative, that's cool or whatever. But as, like, a brown Muslim in the current, like, sociopolitical climate, like, it's weird and it's tough. And, like, so to be around a bunch of people who were, like, supportive of, like, Trump and stuff in that mm-hmm. time, it was just weird and i found myself just aligning more and more with this like minority culture whatever it was and um yeah and i think that it was a combination of all this like this perfect storm for me to just try something totally new and um that's when i i started to write a little bit more like try and lean into like this soul aspect and try and like get into this part of my voice like i actually remember i was playing just be which is a song off of my first record that i put out and we were playing it one time because we used to play it together and you were like and you told me you were like oh you should write more stuff like that you have a certain like swagger during it you have a certain like attitude that you bring to it Mm. that's nice to hear and i remembered that and i was just like yeah i think it's because it like it i mean this is nerdy musically but it's like yeah it has seventh chords and it has like a weird you know what i mean it has like a smoother chord progression and it you know is very heavily like influenced by corinne bailey ray you know so it's just like okay like let me lean into this let me see where this goes and then i think the stuff that i'm writing now is like which uh you can hear a little bit on this ep uh on the lights on ep that i i just put out but more so in stuff that I'm going to put out in the future where it's like, okay, I understand that like the black American experience is like a blueprint for the brown American experience for like our generation and what we like, where we're going to go and stuff. Sure. I mean, I do want to dig into that, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And I, well, I mean, it's like, uh, but I'm not black. Right. So I can't just be like, I can't like totally, It's not my experience, right? Yeah. So it's like, what does the brown American experience look like or sound like, given that, like, my experience as a minority might be, you know, might have some things in similarity with the black American experience, but, like, my experience growing up where I grew up and, like, wherever might be experienced, might be related to, like, a different experience that is not that, right? So in, in essence, it's like, what it's a question of like identity and how does that come through in your music right and 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 that being more important to me to tell like my own story of like whatever it is you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like and i think i've said this to you before and not to like not to like i think i said this last time we were at dinner but like not to compare myself to tupac at all but is an inspirational thing that he said he was like i was watching an interview with him and he was like i make music for like kids in the ghetto and kids who are struggling. And if anyone else likes it, that's cool. I didn't make it for you, but it's cool that you like it. Yeah. And so for me, I just feel like, yeah, I make music for like a nervous Muslim kid in college whose crush doesn't like him. And like, (laughs) and like, 
if anyone else likes it, that's cool. But I know that that kid is going to be able to relate to it more, yeah. maybe. And it's just like, yeah, kind of just telling my story a little bit. I think I got really bogged down in that kind of chasing maybe things that didn't feel as natural to me and things that I thought people would like like more or be more popular or whatever. Um, and I just had he- like writer's block, honestly, for the past like year. Yeah. And I just so like everything that's coming out is stuff that I've written and recorded, but just like uh like written in New York and then recorded in LA. And that was like a year long process, but I hadn't written anything new. So stuff that's going to, yeah. So stuff that I'm planning on putting out now is stuff that like, you know, in the next couple months is stuff that I'm, I'm writing now and is more to do with like, okay, this like Brown Muslim experience or just what my experience is. Yeah. The things that I like think about. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's like, you know, chance writes about God all the time. You know, and I've been so afraid to do that, right? To just unabashedly write about faith. But it's so important to me, right? It's something I think about all the time. True, yeah. And so I'm just like, all right, well, if if he's doing it, like, I want to do it. You know, like, if it's important to him and he's doing it, like... (laughs) Why can't I do it? Chance is doing it. Exactly. Like, why why do I have to be afraid of it, you know? And so... There's a lot of factors that go into that. And I would say some of them... Uh, don't even pertain to y- the individual part of you. Yeah. But um, I guess like society as a whole and where like Islam versus yeah. Christianity is yeah. at in the current. Uh, That's fair. I won't say yeah. political climate, but just like social climate, right? Yeah. Like there's so. Um, but that's the thing. No, is, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, well, do you feel like that's part of like reclaiming Islam though? Oh, you're gonna have to define that. That's that's a very like heavy. Yeah. What do you What do you mean by reclaiming Islam? I mean, dude, when I was when I was okay, I was 11 when 9/11 happened, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I was I'm a little bit older than you, but yeah, yeah. But like, I was a kid. You know, I'd barely lived life before it happened, mm-hmm. and already it was like, okay, Islam was starting <clears throat> to be defined as one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, and you know, I'm not trying to compare like the plight of modern Muslims to the plight of, plight of like the modern black community. Cause obviously like we're, it's not the same. A very, but, very different past, but yes. Yeah. But it's like you constantly see any minority group trying to like push beyond whatever, like essentially like white America has thought of them for the past like 50 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And I think that, what does that look like for us? You know what I mean? Like, I guess like that's my, my yeah. question. And so part of, um, uh, man, like something, there was some terrorist attack somewhere and there was a protest and this was overseas and there was a protest and there was uh, the kind of tagline of that protest was not in my name. Mm-hmm. And it really just got me thinking where it was just like, okay, like, yeah, this is what people think. of of us and so like reclaiming islam like to me it's like like remember that clinton speech uh when bill clinton was like uh muslim americans if you love america and you want to stay here then help us win help us whatever like me and you are both have been muslim for most of our lives and all (laughs) of our lives and we've been in and out of masjids we've been in and out of like muslim community like Mm -hmm. what are you talking about like i've never 
met a guy who's like, hey, like a shady guy at a masjid. Like I'm active in masjids, you know, in in mosques, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was just weird because it's like, it's, I feel like this narrative is painted for us that's like not at all accurate of what our lives are really like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so that's, I think, what I mean by like reclaiming that like Muslim, like Muslim identity and what our lives are like. Mm, Okay. Actually like versus like nobody like... No Muslim kid is is struggling with like whether or not to be a terrorist. They're all like struggling with their parents' expectations and like trying not to masturbate. Like that's what Muslim American amongst teens, other things. <laughs> that's what like Muslim American boys are worried about. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean I I get that, and I mean that's why you know. And speaking to like from a marketing perspective, yeah, I felt like. Um, you know how they say you're supposed to go like laser focus, right? Yeah, and like because you've you've had this kind of tagline yeah. for what exactly you're going for, right? Like I'm yeah. writing this, uh, the whole Tupac thing, right? Yeah, the yeah, whole Tupac yeah. inspiration. Like I have this like specific person in mind, this yeah. avatar that I'm writing my yeah. music for. Yeah. Um, it, with it being like that nerdy college kid whose yeah. crush doesn't like him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and if if anybody else likes it, then it's good from there, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's going to take things like that. I mean, I don't know. I look at I look at the way um, certain folks are are getting out there now. I mean, and it's interesting. I was just having this conversation with someone last night about you know we were talking about like. Uh, the success that Hassan Minaj has had. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lily Singh being on... Um, oh, yeah. I forgot, I forgot what network it is, but yeah, she's, yeah. Got her, she's got a talk show, yeah. But, you know, like, <clears throat> I think reclaiming our our Islam, reclaiming our culture, reclaiming whatever it is, it's going to happen, it's, and it's not going to look the way that we think it will. Yeah. Just because, uh, especially for such a pluralistic um, faith that you and I follow. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, I mean... Within within brown culture, right? Like we're even with us. Like when we say brown, we are literally like generalizing an entire yeah, like the entire billion, subcontinent. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah billions yeah. of people uh, that includes a lot of faiths that are are yeah. are very different from one another. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I do feel like that will eventually happen here, uh, and I think it it's honestly just going to be the bits and pieces that come up from like stories like yours, right? Because I feel like that at the end of the day, there is no faith. Mm. There is no hint of religion. And I mean that in I mean that in a good way because I know you 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 approach uh your songwriting, your craft, just artistry in general from a very faith oriented faith oriented way. But like when you talk about exactly who you're writing your songs for, this person could be Christian. This person mm-hmm. could be atheist. This person mm-hmm. could be like whatever. They could be Martian, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. or maybe not Martian. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> we don't uh, know. <laughs> we, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I, my, my, my broader point is that, um, you know, it's, it's the human experience, which is what all also drew me to music. Yeah. Um, or I, I, I don't want to say drew me to music, but it was one of the, when I was first getting into it, uh, one of the things that really pushed me was the idea that like, I love I love it because it's such a cheesy line, but mm. I do believe in the in the the deeper sentiment of it of like music being this universal language, right? For sure. Yeah. So, with that in mind, it was one of those things where I'm just making sure the no worries. video's still going. We're good. <laughs> um, with, with that in mind, it was one of those things where I was like, you know, 
there's obviously been this stereotype that's been placed upon people who look like me mm-hmm. uh, and, and the people, uh, the community that, that I come from, right? Starting after 9-11 and probably even before then, if we're yeah. being honest, right? Yeah. Uh, but obviously that was like hyper uh, sensitized after 9-11. But I, for me, like getting into music, I was like, if I can write something that is authentically me and just about my story yeah, uh, and where I come from and the struggles that I deal with, mm. which could be as existential as like dealing with uh, um, a lack of faith or as, and I don't want to say minuscule, but as, um, as, as something as, as contrasting as like asking a girl out and her yeah. saying no, right? Yeah. Like it's something like that. Like if, if you can connect with someone on that level, to me, it was just like, well, then like the labels don't really matter, and yeah. and, and and that to me was the, was the really cool and important part was because of how like if if you know somebody who is from a completely different background, completely different upbringing, um, could connect with my songs because there uh, there was this human element to it where something that I was going through, uh, good, bad, whatever, they could relate to, yeah. Then to me, like that, that trumped everything else. And I believe that ultimately that would trickle down in the sense that like, oh, this guy's brown. Oh, yeah. he's Muslim. Oh, that's cool. like, you know, just never. It's kind of like the subconscious thing. And yeah. I know people are going to be like, whatever about it. But it was one of those things where I was like, if I could just write something that is is authentically just like part of the human experience. Yeah. Um, that's that's always what I was trying to share. And I feel like you, we we connected a lot about that yeah. probably back in 2012, 2013 yeah. when we were talking about music. So Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the thing is like talking about, okay, like you said music as a universal language, but like the power of art in general, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 a really dark period of American history, but it is something that um I mean, it just shows the power of art when you had like, okay, like black people still being like singers. And still being, you know, obviously fighting through much, much, much tougher circumstances. Yeah. But, like, the people in power, the people who had a voice, still allowing them to be in their circles just because they enjoyed the art, right? Yep. And it's not, like, I'm not saying that that's what it should be or anything, but I'm saying that, like, that's the power of it. That even no matter how much hate, ignorance, bigotry that those people had in their hearts they still like couldn't deny that voice they couldn't deny that music they couldn't yeah. you know that art and that i feel like is on a much smaller scale like what we're talking about right like that human experience like of course unrequited love is like a human experience <laughs> you know what i is, mean is it the number one no. <laughs> yeah and it's just like okay yeah that's that's a that's something that obviously everyone goes through and i think like that concept that idea of like at the end of the day they just want like everyone's a human and they want the same things and they they express those things differently they want very similar things they might express those things differently and those they're like you know at the core at a baseline there's something that like unites everybody you know and like trying to get Mm -hmm. to that whatever that is but i think that you know just being honest about who you are being like painfully honest and being like an open book and like for artists that is like quit can be has the potential to be like part of your job you know yeah where you can identify those things because like i think part of an artist's job is to articulate things 
that other people can't, right? Mm -hmm. Or that people have a harder time doing with just plain language, you know? Yep. yep. Um, Like I mentioned, listening to Bollywood music, like I don't speak Hindi. I don't speak Urdu. So like the thing that connected me to it was just melody and like the phonetics of like the way the words sounded. Like I... And of course the music. Yeah, and the music, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like, A.R. Rahman, like, I can, no matter how old I get, songs that came out, like, in the 90s, no matter, you know, how many times I've listened to it, I'll listen to him now and just notice something, like, he did uh, that blows me away, right? But again, it has nothing to do with, like, the content, but there is that, like, the way that the chords are coming together is something, like, that evokes emotion, right? And that, like, plays into that, you know, kind of universal language that you're talking about. But yeah, I mean, I think it it was, that's why it was so weird and we don't have to get into this, but why it was so weird when I I would always hear like, okay, music is haram. And that was like a big thing. Like music is forbidden, music is bad. Yeah. And it was something that I, I constantly struggled with. And I was listening to an interview with A.R. Rahman when he was like, people tell me that all the time, but like I pray and my prayers get answered and I feel okay. I feel like good about my relationship with God. So like, People are going to keep telling me that, but I'm just going to keep living my life and doing, you know, doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just kind of how I've I've reconciled it, right? Like, it's like, I'm not doing anything crazy. Like, I'm just, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, like, I kind of brushed it off, if <laughs> yeah. I'm being honest. And yeah. not, not necessarily in a good way. Like, it was one of, those, one of those things that I think one of the best pieces of advice I got, and I, I don't want to say who I got it from, mm. uh, just because I don't want to feel like I'm throwing <laughs> potentially under the bus, but it... it it challenged me in, a, in an interesting way because it was just like for people that say that or people that come in with that argument, he's like, I just don't even entertain it mm. because he's like, I'm not there. Right. And right. he's like that, like, this is not an argument that or a conversation where your points will be heard validly. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, it, it was, it is a very like internal thing. Right. Mm. Like I, I feel strongly about what it is that I'm doing. And if I'm, if I'm being honest and I know I'm going to, if, if this Sunday gets quoted and yeah, taken out yeah. of context and yeah. whatever, but um, you know, there like music is powerful enough to change your mood yeah. and to do certain things that people yeah. are probably afraid of it doing. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like I, I look at music the same way I look at everything. Yeah. It's a tool, right? Mm. It's a tool that can be used in a positive way. It's a tool that can be used in a negative way. Um, yeah. You know, like, same as a knife. Yeah. Like you can use a knife to like cut yeah. fruit and like yeah. eat something, or you can use a knife to like stab someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, like I, I just, I just look at it in that way. Like it's, it's part of, it's very much a part of like, I, I keep saying the human experience, but it's yeah. very much a part of just like life, right? Like yeah. these tones, the frequencies we can yeah. hear, like that's, that's all a part of all the blessings that we believe yeah. we've been given. Yeah. So, you know, like how can you place a blanket statement on something like that? Yeah. So I, you know, and again, I, I don't want to dive too far deep into this yeah. just because again, it's one of those things that I'm never going to really have a conversation with someone about. Yeah. Because I'm just, I'm, I'm not just trying not, to, I'm, I'm not trying to go back and forth. And yeah, no, wanna, I'm yeah. just, I'm just not there. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, this is, this is like what I, what I do, what I believe in and, and what I, how I feel like I can positively impact the world. Yeah. And if there are people who disagree with that, then I am totally fine to yeah. agree to disagree. Yeah. Right. Like that, like, yeah. like, like, let's like you live your life. I will yeah. live mine. And you know, let's just not, like it doesn't it doesn't matter i think as you get older too like you kind of just stop oh, caring dude, just yeah. stop. just don't give up <laughs> yeah, yeah like like, you, like it's great man yeah yeah <laughs> and like, i think as you get older i think that's the thing is like also like 
has influenced the way I've been writing where yeah. it's just like, man, I don't care. Like I just, I just have to write what I want. You know what I mean? I yeah, just have yeah. to write like stuff that feels good to me. And I think like, I don't know. I think there's been like this thing in me where it's when I was younger, like every phase of my life, I thought I was like, Oh, I'm just going to drop out and do music. I'm just going to drop out and do music. I'm just going to leave this and do music. And now I'm at this point where like, I don't really have an option to leave and do music. Uh, but, uh, like full time, but it's just like, it's something that's always going to be a part of me. It's something I'm always going to be passionate about. Like I'm always going to want to learn more about it, but it's, there's kind of this wave now that I'm not really like, like I've spent a lot of time trying to like learn production and learn like different things, which is like, and like, yeah, I'm kind of into it, but really what I like enjoy doing is playing instruments and you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. playing guitar, playing a piano. And I would rather try to get my idea out that way than like sit at a computer and mess around with synths which is just not like the wave right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is not like what people are listening to. And so I, that kind of like stifled me really heavily until like a month ago, I just like picked up a guitar and I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm just going to write a song like this and do it. And, and it'll whoever, be okay. Yeah. And whoever listens to it, listens to it. And like, I think there's that thing, especially being out here in LA where it's just like, you have this push to like pursue fame and this push to, um, kind of do things that maybe you don't really want to do for the sake of like getting your name out there and fame and whatever. And I'm like, look, dude, I already went to dental school. Like I already did something that I, I wasn't, you know, crazy about or whatever. Maybe I shouldn't say that out loud, Uh, (laughs) but you know, like I was like, I already did the thing that was responsible and like to make me pay my dues and like it's like looking at music as a business versus looking at something passionately like there's a way to do let like money corrupt and muddle whatever you want to do and it's a very like idealistic way of looking at it but that's kind of the role that i want music to play for me you know what i mean the role that i want music to have in my life where it's just like okay i might not make you don't money you from don't it. want it to be corrupting you mean yeah i don't want i might not make money from it but it's like man because I, I i like worked with these producers out here um and they kept like and they had like placements with a, a record label and stuff so essentially like you know, kind of like mold, like would give me feedback when I was writing songs and like restructure my stuff. And then I got the first mix back and I was like, what is this? Like, this doesn't sound anything like me. It doesn't sound anything like what I thought. And like, I was like, look, dude, if this is what I have to do to get like a placement with a record label or whatever, like, I just don't want to do it. Like, yeah, I would rather just do what I actually wanted to do, like put my music out there, put it, you know, for whoever wants to appreciate it. And that's yeah. it. Well, that's the beauty of yeah. being independent these yeah. days too. Is, yeah. um, there's a lot of channels for you to just kind of do whatever it is you want and to reach the audience that you're trying to reach. Yeah. So. I mean, that's the thing is like, I, I feel like having to define your goal with it or having to define my like, okay, like what do I, do I want to be able to like fully sustain myself off music and there's, I know people out here who are doing that with like creative stuff, whatever it is, whatever it is, is it's acting or like, you know, voiceover stuff, like whatever it is, like people are able to make money. Man, I did this voiceover thing and I ran into this guy 
whose name I don't remember. Like he was like a friend of a friend. Yeah. And he like came in and he was talking about how he wrote a script about, (laughs) about like ISIS and how like America, like, I don't know. just like basically making Muslims look terrible. Mm -hmm. And like, and the, another Brown guy that was there was like, man, so you really just sold out. Right. And, And he was like, uh, and he was like, yeah, man, I got to make money. Like, what are you going to do? And I was just like, this is exactly where I like, don't want to end up. Not, I don't think there's like a musical equivalent to that. Yeah. That seems like also a very extreme case. Yeah. But it's just like, sometimes you need that like parable almost that like yeah. caricature to like ring an idea. And, and I just, well, I mean, it's true. It's not yeah. even a character. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, That's yeah, a real yeah. dude. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think now I'm kind of like have a little bit more clarity about like what I want from it. And like, it's not saying that like, I don't want to like play big shows and I don't want to like have a lot of people listen to my music. Like, of course I do, but I want to do it in a way that's like genuine, you know? Yeah. No. And I'm not really willing to compromise on that. And I understand that that'll be stifling and I understand that that'll be like an obstacle, Mm -hmm. but I just like, you know, just I, it, maybe our culture or whatever, like this idea of thinking about like family and stuff like. My kids are already going to hear like weird stuff about their dad doing music. I don't have kids yet, but when I do, I'm just thinking <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is this is the the mind of like a brown kid who's been told to take care of his kids since he was six years old. Um, that uh, you have to. Like, I have to be able to tell them that I did it, like, honestly, like, that there is a gray area, but I didn't sell out and I did it honestly. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. And uh, I did it in a way that, like, made me not have to compromise. Because if they're my kids, they're probably going to want to do something creative. They're probably getting, you know what I mean? And I want to be able to, like, put my money where my mouth is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's also, of course, not to Mm -hmm. to minimize your future kids. Yeah. (laughs) But, like... It's at the end of the day, it's got to be about you too, right? Yeah. Like if, if if it's not something you feel comfortable with, or it's not something like you feel, I don't know. Th- there's just the word that's been like just ringing in my head the last like eighteen months is just mm. like authenticity, yeah. authenticity, right? Like mm. how do I get myself to a level where like everything that I'm doing is authentically authentically me? Yeah, and not that I'm doing inauthentic authentic things it's more so i'm just trying to be mindful of that right like where whereas like i feel like uh obviously in this conversation with you and and just knowing you throughout the years like um you have a very specific vision for what it is you want and i've always respected that side of the artistry for you um and so like you know obviously hearing this now it's it's no surprise to me and (laughs) i think i think what's cool is the fact that like having this conversation and maybe where you're at in your life now with all the moves with everything that you've you've done and accomplished um there is that clarity within where um this passion and this love of music kind of lies within um lies within your life yeah and and how you want to make sure that you're thoughtfully approaching uh, every aspect of it and how whenever it does seep into different parts of your life you allow it to do so in a way that uh makes sense and that is something that is comfortable with you and then We'll go back to your kids. Couple, of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know you got to be able to explain to your kids in the future, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that I don't know. It's just been a, a crazy couple of years since I since I left dental school because when I I mean I graduated dental school, I moved to New York. I was back and forth for a little bit, and I just kind of found that like 
the shows that I was like comfortable playing, the shows that I like, like I would play these. So there's a, um, what's it called? Muslim Writers Collective is pretty active out in New York and they would host these mm. open mics. They just started that in Chicago too. Oh, for real? I yeah. left at the perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> Made it to one yeah. event and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, but it was like, man, like they hosted these open mics and it was like always packed. Like I just felt like the yeah. Muslim community in New York brown community whatever was like much more it was easy to get to a lot of people quickly like in in that yeah, way like yeah. and out here you know everything's a little bit spread out and i again like i don't mean to like harp and really like target that community or whatever it's just like the way that things have unfolded i guess mm-hmm. it's just like those are who my friends are and those are who like is putting on shows so it's like that's what i'm gonna play um but yeah, I don't think that there's any sort of like there's that equivalent that much in LA, so it's kind of pushing me to like get outside my comfort zone a little bit, which mm-hmm. I appreciate, which which I I like, but it's like okay, how do I step out of my comfort zone and like you're saying, remain authentic? Like yeah. Well, I think that there's there, yeah. I mean, that's something that I'm actually very much interested in doing being a new LA um, yeah. resident. Uh just cuz like I f- I feel like in general, the scene here is going to be quite different from a place like Chicago or anywhere in the Midwest, really, yeah. right? Like this is this is very much a creative hub and probably one of the biggest creative hubs yeah. uh, in the country. So, in that sense, like, yeah, it's it's something that's been on my mind of like, how do I how do I get out there to to yeah, I mean, obviously, like, sell myself and what yeah. I do and and uh, and kind of network and collaborate and meet people yeah. who are like minded, but then also make sure that I remain. Um, the the best version of myself yeah you know what i mean yeah um and so you know i do expect it to be a challenge yeah. i do expect it to be awkward and uncomfortable at times yeah. but um i don't know I, like again i think that's what we were talking about earlier with like being at a certain point in your life where it's like yeah i mean if there's something i really don't want to do i'm not gonna i'm not gonna whore myself out yeah. just to do it right yeah. like it's just yeah i uh, and 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 i should i should maybe say like that that is a privilege that I have. That's yeah. a, that's a blessing that I have right now, where I don't I don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, obviously, there are things that I want to do, things that I want to get into. Um, but you know, we'll kind of see how all that plays out. But it's yeah, dude. It, I think that's the biggest thing. Like money and the pursuit of it can corrupt whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as mundane as like dentistry sounds, like there's ways to do it that are shady. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just like and. I, you have to be honest with like, okay, you have to be honest with yourself and make sure that you're good. You're like conducting yourself ethically, Ethically, you know, because it's like, uh, but that's what I'm saying is like, I'm sure in any profession, there's a way to whore yourself out. Yeah, Yeah. But with music, it like, because the stuff that we do, the stuff like that you make is presumably like personal, you know, and very public. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like it, it hurts a little more maybe when you do it or it grates <laughs> on you a little bit more when you do yeah. it. I mean, unless you have no shame. But yeah, there you I, go, and man. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it's yeah. not however it is. But um, cool. Well, let's I do want to chat about your EP. Oh, yeah. I, I had yeah. a chance to listen to it. We kind of went down <laughs> Thanks, the rabbit man. hole right away. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was fun. Um, so first of all, congrats. I don't know if Thanks, I said man. that at the beginning. I know I've said it to you, obviously, <laughs> offline. Um, exciting stuff, man. This is yeah. what, one of your first releases since... Well, 
you've had a couple singles that yeah. have come out. Yeah. But I mean, the last I was had a chance to go through your Spotify since yeah. with the EP release, I was kind of reliving some old <laughs> Johnny Big music. Yeah. Um, but you had The Gatherer come out in 2013. Yeah. You had a couple singles out since then. So how do you feel? I feel good, man. I mean, I think a lot of the stuff uh, that's on there, um, there's... So Lights On, uh, which is the title track, I wrote... Um, I wrote because I was going back and forth to Michigan to LA mm-hmm. and my wife has trouble sleeping. And so she would literally sleep with the lights on, which is the chorus of the song. Yep. yep. So it's like, catchy. It's yeah. Catchy. It's catchy. It's got a nice little, uh, chop house yeah. kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, a little so, bounce to it. Yeah. So I, um, so my friend, uh, RD Seji, who goes by his moniker is humans. H-U-M-O-N-S helped me produce it. So I kind of, um, I did uh, the, like, tracking at home. I sent him, like, a rough drum pattern. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, sending stuff back and forth. And, like, we we found something that we both liked. And um, so shout out to Artie, and, uh, who was in my band in high school, actually. So, um, so Run we, deep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so funny, man. I moved across the country thinking I'm going to find a new producer, and I'm like working with the same guys I worked with when I was 12. So. Some people who just know you, man. <laughs> yeah, they they know what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I get that. So so did you work with uh, producers on the entire EP, or did you self-produce anything? Um, No, like I, that's kind of like my weak point. Like oh. I, I basically I write everything on an acoustic guitar or piano, or like I'll record a melody and like backtrack mm-hmm. with chords. So I'm trying to think what's on there. So King was, which that, to me is yeah. a little bit of a sleeper. Yeah, like Lights On gets all the shine. But yeah, I was uh, I was listening to it earlier today. I'm just like, this song's pretty good too. Yeah, thanks. I mean, sorry, I don't want to. I, I, I like I like the EP. No, but I was gonna say I was like, uh, this song might be one of my favorites. Oh, so. thanks, man. Yeah, it's definitely like an Amy Winehouse heavy influence on it. Um, so yeah, I wrote that song. So Lights On is pretty much like straightforward, just like romantic song you know yeah. about my wife um but uh uh king i think it was just kind of like uh it's like this self-empowerment type of yeah, thing where yeah. it's just like i totally felt the existential yeah. crisis yeah bleeding through that track <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i i wrote that actually man somewhere in dental school and i, I oh was that old huh? yeah wow, and okay. i kept like reworking it reworking it reworking it until i finally got something that because like you're saying, like it feels like a sleeper. Every time I would play it live, I feel like it would get like a lukewarm kind of reaction mm-hmm. and I would be nervous about it. My wife always makes fun of me for that because she's like, how do you want people to react? Yeah. Like, oh, thanks, man. She's like, how do you want people to react? Like, what do you think they're going to do? Like, they're going to clap and whoop. Like, that's all they can do. <laughs> Mosh pit. <baby. laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, every time I would play it live, I feel like people would kind of just be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and, um, and so I I kept reworking until I got something that I liked, and mm-hmm. uh, it was produced by uh, by a guy out here. Uh, so I like tracked everything, and then he like polished it up. And then Dreamland is actually so that <laughs> song is so old that, or it's older. It's as old as my wife and I's relationship because when I was tracking that, I was texting. I like asked her out for the first time mm. so <laughs> other than that the song has nothing to do with her but so wait what uh, year was this written then uh-huh <laughs> 2016 okay must okay, have been not... when i was tracking yeah, it yeah, yeah. Okay. 
But um, so that song was written with Zane Shamoon, who oh, is a yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. He got a rap verse on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So he produced. That's dude, his track. That, that, yeah. took, that took me back. I had the chance to meet him maybe once or twice. Yeah. He's like a Midwest brown legend. Like everyone. <laughs> dude, When I, ever since I was like, because he's, he's got a couple years on me. And so when I first started making music, any brown kid that found out I was making music was like, oh, do you know Zane Shamoon? You got to meet Zane Shamoon. And I m- ended up meeting him at something, I think, totally unrelated to music. Uh, it was like a Muslim mental health conference, but I actually, I played at that conference. So it wasn't totally unrelated, but it was like not a collaborative thing. Yeah, and yeah. then, yeah. And then we like connected, we, we got along. And so he was, he sent me some tracks. And when I heard that kind of intro to that song, I was like, okay, I knew what to do with it. I knew what I wanted to do. And again, it's kind of like a, uh, like an existential crisis song, like, of just like, you know, I think, King and Dreamland, interestingly enough, like are kind of two sides of a coin or two sides of like a crisis where Dreamland is like, you know, kind of feeling like you don't have any control over your life and you don't like, you know, feeling kind of just like beat down by your circumstances. Yeah. And King is kind of the other side of it, of of like coming through it where it's just like, okay, like it doesn't matter what's going on. I'm going to get through it. Like I'm going to be all right. Kind of that, uh, uh, resilience type of thing. And I, and yeah, I, I think that anybody who can, obviously those are two things that feel like pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty easy to, um, you know, relate to, but I kind of want to like backtrack a little bit because I feel like I haven't gotten to talk about, uh, some of the other stuff that I put out, like the singles that we mentioned, mm-hmm. like I feel like the way that I've released things have been so haphazard. So anybody who like, <laughs> I've tried to do it like once a month, but like that stuff that um, we were kind of talking about in terms of writing about religion and faith. Like there's a song I put out a couple years, a couple months ago called "Lord Have Mercy," which mm, kind yeah, of touches yeah. on that. Okay. Like I thought about doing this all as an album, and you know there being like a logical flow to it, but I was just like. As I was finishing songs, I was just putting them out. Putting it out, yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's always like, like the first song I put out in a while was Cigarette. So that I put out maybe my third or fourth year of dental school and I had been that, dormant. I was actually going to name drop that one yeah. specifically when you were talking about how you started going in a little bit of a different direction. Yeah. Uh, R&B and all yeah. that. Because that's the one that st- stood out to me. Yeah. Well, because I was that was one of the ones that you put out. After quite a bit of yeah, time. after like two or three years, yeah. Um, and then you had you you would sent like awesome and I had like a very specific yeah. message of like, hey, this is like very different than this yeah. work <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. What do you guys think? Type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I you know I was nervous about it, but that was like I think cigarette was kind of this open open the door to it because so I was learning how to play like a lot of Miguel songs, and what I noticed at the time. And uh, like Miguel and Frank Ocean songs. And what I noticed is like chords that were repeating, but it was like interesting chords. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't just like a, a normal Your standard like, pop four chords. Yeah. Like what I had been used to hearing. So I was just messing around and it just kind of like came out and it was very like raw and like natural. Like that first that first like opening line or whatever, when it goes into the chorus, like that was, that's the first iteration of it. And I think it just felt good to do something that was like, not overthought, just kind of raw, more like, you know, not too heady, just like, okay, what I was feeling, you know? And, um, 
Yeah, I think that was like that reaction to that song and like how people like every time I play it. Was there a positive it reaction? Goes well, yeah, overall, yeah, it was a it was a pretty positive reaction. And like every time I play it, like everybody sings like because I teach them it before, but they like sing along. People get into it, and it's fun to do. And I was like, yeah, All yeah. Right, this direction, this is what I want to head in, head in like that whole world, and just like again that like Miguel kind of uh energy of like yeah being able to like jump around on stage a little bit being able to dance around like it's fun yeah, yeah. it's just more fun that way you know yeah you gotta have some upbeat ones yeah can't can't have them all be like yeah can't all be sleepy yeah i wasn't i wasn't gonna say sleepy but just like <laughs> have, hitting them in the fields every single time yeah <laughs> the whole show of that people yeah. at the end would be like man this is just too heavy <laughs> <laughs> can't do it they go home and cry um my one of my friends texted me the other day and he was like oh i was listening to the gather i was listening to your old ep what did he call it he called it something like comfort music or like soothing music. And I was like, man, I got to pull it up. I got to see exactly what he said. <laughs> but he said something that was like, I was like, no, man, I don't want that. I want to be like, I want there to be like energy. But mm. I feel like I'm just kind of a laid back guy. <laughs> and that's that's what comes out. While you're, while you're looking that up, speaking of The Gatherer, my, uh, I just want to shout out my favorite track, I think. Still, uh-huh. I do like the new EP, but I yeah. think my favorite track of yours is still... Um, Singing at the moon. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, off, that's that's a sleeper. Yeah, that's so, a sleeper for sure. It's funny. I was going through your your Spotify, so I was like cycling yeah. through, and I think once it finished your EP, it just started yeah. playing some songs from yeah. uh, the Gatherer and your EPs and stuff like that. And then like came across that one, I was like, oh shoot, I forgot about this one. Yeah, like, oh, I forgot how much I like. Yeah, yeah. so that's some bangers. <laughs> uh, I think it just it had a very non traditional build or uh, format yeah. and structure to it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just a sucker for those songs. I yeah, had a like solid build, and I just yeah. liked it. Thanks, man. Yeah, that I I feel like. Uh, <laughs> I've had a few people tell me that they listened to that song and, and cried because it's not the happiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know if this is the fact that I want to go for. But uh, Well, hey, you know yeah. what? It's better for them to feel something. That's than true. To feel yeah. nothing. That is very when true. When they hear your music. That's very true. So that's why that's why they even say like even if somebody hates your song, at least yeah. at they least they're not apathetic, right? Like yeah. so it's just like Yeah. Yeah, it's just in line with like there's no such thing as bad press. There's no yeah, such thing as like if somebody hates your music, it's because it touched them in a way. I don't know why, sure. I don't, I don't know why I said touched <laughs> them. Because, it hit them in a way. Yeah, it, hit the, it might have punched them or it might have like <laughs> given them a gentle tap, but either way. It either way, them. Yeah. It hit, them, hit them in a certain way. That um, yeah. yeah, man. So you work with several different producers. You put this together. Uh, what's next for you, man? Because I know what you were talking about earlier, you were saying going through some writer's block over the last year, but it does sound like you have some things you are working on. Yeah. There's uh, there's definitely, I'm trying to get like maybe more of this EP kind of business down instead of doing singles. Mm -hmm. I think it, it, it gives me a I chance to kind of like so much. <laughs> yeah. People keep asking me when I'm going to do an EP and an album. I'm yeah. just like, F that. Dude, you gotta, you gotta get art together every time. It's just more, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. I like, but, and it's also just, I feel like when I was doing singles, it was like, it's not special enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. trying to get people to, cause I mean, the biggest thing for me is like word of mouth. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. always tell like my friends or whoever, like, hits me up on Instagram, like, oh, it was good. I liked it, whatever. I'm like, okay, like, tell somebody. You know what I mean? Like, do me a favor, tell somebody, because that's, like, that's the biggest thing for me. And I think, like, playing 
out so what's next like i'm definitely going to try to play out more um it's definitely like i miss performing and i think it's just the most straightforward like i mean everybody out here does music dude everybody out here has an ap even if it's not their main thing they like mess with it a little bit Mm -hmm. so it's just like all right if i get in a room and i sing like that's like the easiest way for me to be like hey look i don't suck like i told you you know what i mean (laughs) and um like you might not love it but you're not gonna like i can sing a little bit you know so like i i uh you can't deny it (laughs) yeah i mean i think that's the biggest thing is like for me like you mentioned earlier uh going like talking about the human experience in your music and like it just being like a side note that you're you know a minority right Mm -hmm. like for me i think like my my version of that thought was like a good voice is a good voice you know what i mean yeah like that's it like it doesn't matter (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like um like that those aspects of culture that other people can get like food art whatever music like those things that people appreciate like that's what like brings people together you know what i mean yeah um but uh yeah so as far as i know that was a huge tangent but no, no, i'm gonna play I'm out uh <laughs> i'm gonna try and play out a little bit more uh open mics and maybe get some uh some more shows together mm-hmm. uh one of my friends he's a la celebrity skeeb shout out skeeb oh. um Skeeb, if you end up watching this by any means, I've I've heard about you from several people. <laughs> Even Johnny's giving me your number. You, I haven't I have not connected with you yeah. yet, but don't worry, I'm sure we'll be friends. He's a good connection. But uh he's he put together uh this thing called SoCal Sounds, which was cool. We got together in uh Oh, I think I saw something on Instagram apartment. about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we are trying to go a little bit uh grander with that. And then um yeah, and I think that we are basically trying to take that into, you know, a little bit more of a, like he puts all these different parties together and all these things together. So I think now he's just getting more organized about it. But, uh, so that's going on. And then, yeah, just trying to get these EPs out. I have like a couple of tracks that I'm working on now. Uh, hopefully very tentatively, hopefully get it out before Thanksgiving, but we'll see. Cool, man. Yeah. That's exciting stuff. Yeah, dude. It's been, yeah. Uh, it's been a, a crazy couple of years, but I feel like, all right, now I'm in L.A. for good. I don't have to go back and mm-hmm. forth anymore. Like, all right, let's do it big. Well, I'm excited just because of the fact that I think you and I are closer, literally, yeah. proximity-wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, what, what, just, sure. we're, we're one highway away yeah, in L.A. Which is, you only have to take one highway, one which highway. is not uh, not a common thing out here. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to see what you got coming up. Um, I don't know if there's a future in which we do some type of collaboration. Oh, for sure, dude. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah. But, Really appreciate your music, man. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate you. This is good stuff. Thank you again for being on the first show in my random empty apartment right now. Three weeks into LA. It's all good, dude. You got to, like, when we're somewhere else, grander, we'll think about this and and it'll be fun. No, screw that. We're going to do episode 992 back here. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm going to invite you back. Yeah. Episode 992, you're going to do one every, like, half hour. Just try to get it going. I didn't say it was going to be within like the next decade. <laughs> just vlog it. Like, yeah, I got uh, a microwave to Hot Pocket in the last half hour. I got some stuff going Moving on. We're on to episode 508. <laughs> nice, uh, dude. Cool, man. Well, yep. appreciate you. This has been fun. Of course, man. Good luck. And for everybody listening, make sure you check out Lights.
on. on. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said lights yeah. off. Light, the lights on EP. Along yeah. with along with all your other music. Yeah, I, like thanks, I said, man. I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, everything you've been producing. So, or everything you, you've been putting out. No, and thanks, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get you into producing at some point. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do a crash things. course. There yeah. you go. I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm still learning. But I, I totally get how... Uh, how it's in a depth totally it different skill it's, set. It's a, yeah. different, it's a different animal. But yeah. appreciate you, man. Thank you, bro. It's been fun. Good to see you. <laughs>